0: Real Presence Live. To be patient, to
1: share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive as Catholic, we have hearts that are actually, it desire the good of the civil order.
0: Engaging.
1: But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with
0: me as you wish. Live
2: there is a human longing for beautiful things and traditions, and if these aren't found in the church, people will seek them elsewhere.
3: Good morning, America! It's nine o'clock, and we're live from CHI in Bismarck. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm
2: Father Josh Waltz. And
3: we are the Sons Sons of of Thunder! Back again. It's been a while. (laughs) We're going to kick it back to Eli for a preview of this coming
2: week. All right. Thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Throughout this month of January, you have the opportunity to help expectant mothers, young mothers, and their babies in our community. How can you do this? Val Junt and Donna Miller of First Choice Women's (coughs) Clinic will share all the details. We'll visit with local students preparing to head for the March for Life in Washington, D.C. You'll want to tune in to hear about the excitement for this pro-life movement, which draws hundreds of thousands of pilgrims and find out why they are passionate about protecting life at all stages. And it's an event that will pit the priests of the Diocese of Rapid City against the students from St. Thomas More Catholic High School. Who will win and what exactly is the contest? Father Mark Horn and student Mason Litz will fill in the details and share why they think their teams could sink that victory. That and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Father.
3: Thank you, Eli. Well, everyone, we are blessed with a very unique Sons of Thunder Real Presence Live segment today. We're live from CHI here in Bismarck during the Pro-Life Month. Well, every every month should be Pro-Life, but uh, during the accentuated Pro-Life Month of January, we have many different guests that we're going to be talking to. Uh, and following a little bit different pattern, so that we can get all of it on one show for your listening entertainment. It's weird so, not
2: being in the studio. It is weird like not being in the studio. Out, <laughs> we're just sitting out in the, the like this gathering space at St. Alexis. If you want to come down and talk to us, we'll be signing autographs uh, in between our breaks. <laughs> and uh, But no, it's really weird. I don't have my chair. There's no dog.
3: Right. Hogan's we're way out of, out of sorts <laughs> this morning, way man. out of sorts. So, but we got some great... Guests with us right now, but before we introduce them, we want you to get on your social media. Tweet, text, Facebook, you name it. Tell them that the Sons of Thunder are on. We got a real special show. And being that we're live in Bismarck, honestly, if you want to stop down today, maybe be on Straight Talk, visit with us a little bit. We got some donuts down here. and Which love we don't
2: eat. They were brought to us. <laughs> Val Junt very generously brought them to us, but both my brother and I are trying to watch our our figures. So... <laughs>
3: So we have Val Junt and Donna Miller in studio right now. Thank you ladies
4: for being with us. Yeah, great
2: to have you guys. So uh, first, what's the First Choice Women's Care Center?
4: Um, So we are a pregnancy resource center here in Bismarck. um, And we're pleased to say that all our services are free and confidential. And what we offer is pregnancy testing, um, limited first trimester ultrasound, Education through group or individual instruction um, and material support through that education. And we also offer community referrals when they're needed.
3: Wonderful. So that's all, is that free of charge when it, ladies come in and need these services?
4: Yes, it's completely free. No ID, no insurance card, none of that wonderful, is necessary. Wonderful. How long have you been around? Um, we've been in our current location for eight years, but the Bismarck area has been around for about 18. Okay. Uh, 18.
3: Yeah, it seems to me that over the past 10 at least, I've noticed these types of <laughs> clinics uh, popping up from more of a Christian perspective, you know, that there is a need for a, for a, for a, a Christian, Catholic in most cases, uh, clinic that supports the teachings of the church and makes those services available as another option to many other options that exist out there. So we thank you for what you do, and we also have Val Junt here with us today. Val, tell us about this baby shower. When we think of baby showers, we might imagine a group of friends getting together and playing games but apparently there's the largest one ever in the area.
5: Yes, thank you. Thank you both for hosting us today. And so our la- largest baby shower takes place during the month of January, and CHI San Sanalex- Alexis and Cashwise Foods are our two primary businesses that are serving as drop-offs, and we have... 30 plus churches and other community organizations throughout the surrounding area because women who need services such as ours don't just happen in Bismarck and Mandan, so we have other rural communities as well that are supporting our needs. And like you mentioned, just getting family and friends together and supporting those mothers through their pregnancy, through giving us different items that we need throughout the year that they earn and can get from our crib club.
3: And where do they bring these uh, to drop them off? Did I miss that?
5: No, we have uh, on the south side of the entrance of St. Alexis Hospital and Cashwise Foods, we have a great big grocery cart down there, and then we have a drop-off center here at St. Alexis, and most of the churches throughout the region will say largest baby shower. We've got signage everywhere. And if you oh, want so to nice. find that, you can find it on our website for drop-down lists. Or just call me.
3: What's the website again?
4: Uh, f- teamfirstchoice.com. Okay. So why is it so important, Donna, to have such events like this? Well, I am happy to say that the biggest reason right now is that we're growing. Um, Every month we're serving more and more uh, clients and women and families, and we are completely donor-funded. So everything that we have available to offer from our clients um, comes from donations, And um, just for an example, we gave away 5,000 diapers in the last six months.
3: That's a lot of diapers. It's a lot of diapers. (laughs) And right
4: now, we have 150 babies due to our current clients. So we're going to be needing some more diapers. (laughs)
3: Life is alive here. (laughs) And folks, you know, you
2: can can come down right now and donate. We have the little uh, drop point. Here, it would be kind of cool to have people come down right during the show and maybe even get you on and, and give a little shout-out to whoever you'd like on Real Presence.
3: Absolutely. What what sort of items, Val, are, are needed the most?
5: Obviously, we can always use financial support. Um, and we also have gift registries at Walmart and Target where if you give us if you gift us a gift card, because we don't have much storage, what these mothers do is they earn points. Hmm. And so if they need cribs, mattresses, Uh, high chairs, strollers, bigger items, then we take those gift cards and use those to help purchase those items. But as far as drop-off items, we need crib sheets, uh, unscented wipes, and we have no diaper bags right now. Uh, So those are things that uh, if you're looking to drop off and visit with these two fantastic priests, come on down Mm -hmm. to St. Alexis and bring some of those items with, and we could certainly use them.
3: I'm just still thinking of 150 babies. You know, you don't really... Consider how many children are being born at any particular time throughout the entire world. I'm thinking locally. of five
2: thousand diapers. <laughs> <laughs> five thousand—that's a lot of diapers. Gives a whole new meaning to the. That's
3: diaper. why we need
1: lots of wipes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> are there items that
3: that aren't needed that shouldn't be given?
5: You know, um, I've been getting. Thankfully, I've been getting a lot of phone calls with all of the promotion that we've been given. Again, thank you to Real Presence Radio for your support today in Saint Alexis we need new items because these mothers earn them. And so at the end of the day, while we're not too finicky to have gently used, it really is something that they feel good about themselves as they're attending our classes and um, taking wellness classes, things like that, where they earn these items. So new is really preferred. Uh, at the end of the day, if we do have items such as snowsuits, winter coats, blankets, and they have a need, those obviously we don't make them earn if there's a need. Uh, so uh, we just, Uh, cash, of course, gift cards, and newer items. Anything that you would take to a baby shower, bring to us because we're going to put them to good use. Nursing pillows. I know that these ladies are really good about teaching um, lactation spe- they're specialists in that regard. And Donna can talk about some of the classes that we offer, but
4: um, she'll also talk about who gets these items and what they do with them.
3: Yeah, maybe you could speak to that a little bit, Donna.
4: So the clients that are actively involved in our center, either by doing um, the group classes or an individual goals session where they meet one-on-one with a counselor um, those folks earn what we call coupons and they can um, use those coupons um, in exchange for those new items that are in the crib club so that's basically how it works and anybody out there who has a need is invited and welcome to come to our Center it's a really simple sign-up process we just get some basic information and then get you started right away if you have a need. So
3: I know as a celibate Catholic priest, just listening to you ladies talk about the different items, I'm not sure I recognize all of them. <laughs> I've never heard of a nursing pillow or a. <laughs>
4: so Trust there's me,
3: there's a, a lot good of thing. Thing. a lot of stuff out there that people need that you know <clears throat> cost folks
2: money. And and you have to remember too that these these women. You know that they've already said yes to life i mean that in itself is commendable enough to give away something for them i mean they could have very easily said no and so to keep that in mind too you
3: know speaking of donna could you maybe share an example of someone who is greatly impacted by these efforts and your 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 clinic and, and all of the different things that are offered
4: Um, You know, the the ones that come to mind really are are specifically women who've had maybe um, a a turnaround in life circumstances, maybe an escape from domestic violence or something like that, and that are completely starting over and that potentially have absolutely nothing. Um, We had a family recently who... um, has a bunch of toddlers and just by uh, accident got a broken crib (laughs) from the activity at home and we were able to help that family um, obtain a crib for safe sleeping Um, and then someone else who comes to mind is um, a client who recently needed a car seat very desperately um, at the very end of her pregnancy and was able to um, attend uh, enough classes and um, enough coupons where she was able to get her car seat about three days before baby was born. Hmm. Um, So we were super happy to be able to assist her with that.
3: That's wonderful. You know, just a little off script here. Do you have women that are, you know, in a single unplanned pregnancy situation that are coming in for counseling uh, on one end? And then secondly, you know, just hearing of all of, I can't imagine being in that situation. And I think the, the reason why some women are very challenged in that area is it must be so overwhelming. You know, if you don't have any support, and so does the clinic offer that kind of support and and on multiple levels to help them, you know, choose life. Maybe you could speak to that a little bit.
4: Absolutely, we do offer counseling along with all the services that we provide. So um, all of our staff is um, highly trained and very skilled. At offering um, whatever counseling she may need as she walks into the center, be it at the beginning of the pregnancy, at the end of the pregnancy, questioning if there is a pregnancy, we are able to assist her um, in walking through that part of her life um, at all those stages.
3: That's beautiful. You know, We have a, a really interesting, and I'll say special guest coming on who used to work for Planned Parenthood. That's later in the show, and we have many questions for her, but when I think of like the first choice type clinics, the opposite end of that uh, in the area of the demonic is Planned Parenthood. And so you're going to get some narrative from someone and you guys are the truth bearers and the bearers of Christ on his side but they, they need someone. You know, and there are so many people especially mothers of unplanned pregnancies, fathers possibly too, that find themselves so isolated during those first days and weeks that Either you're going to have this loving, supportive compassion and acceptance, or on the other end you have the manipulation of the money-making machine that desires to destroy the child in them as well as their entire life afterwards. And so really commend you with what you're doing because, you know, at some point, uh, and you have answered that call, but somebody has to serve the gospel, and and it is a, a beautiful, loving, sacrificial act that you guys do. Everyone, we are sitting here with Donna Miller and Val Junt. And we are talking about the First Choice Women's Care Center and this huge baby shower that's going on. You're listening to Real Presence Radio, and we are Father Justin Waltz and
2: Father Josh Waltz, Brothers in Blood, Brothers in the Priesthood.
3: Welcome back, Donna and Val. We cannot thank you enough for the wonderful promotional ads. Uh, can, Can you talk a little bit about your partnership with Real Presence Radio and helping? get the word out about this month long event.
5: First of all, I want to thank St. Alexis Hospital. And one of the reasons that we're here is because St. Alexis is known as the birthplace. They've had over 1,100 babies born at CHI St. Alexis just since last year. And the Benedictines found this in 1885. So we've been around for a long time. In fact, since Donna and I have been here, you hear the little nursery rhyme playing in the background. Mm -hmm. Every time you hear that nursery rhyme, a baby's been born. And that just touches your heart. I have always wondered what that's about. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nursing pillows and nursery. <laughs> I mean, Father Justin, it train you. It is in. nice though too
2: because like people, I've talked to people. You know when you go around doing anointings and you're talking to people who are suffering, to hear that brings a lot of joy to people's hearts because they, you know, it's just it's the beauty. So you're in this in the midst of darkness and suffering, and all of a sudden you hear this beautiful, you know, little nursery rhyme, and you're like, oh my, you know a baby was just born yes. and it brings a lot of joy to people's hearts. I think it's a genius idea that they do it and a huge witness to life.
5: It certainly is. They it should like play is. it
2: on a loudspeaker
3: for all of Bismarck. <laughs>
5: right? <laughs> right? We'll <laughs> it blast bring a, lot it. Of,
3: a lot of happiness to everyone's life. <laughs> or, or people <laughs> would go insane. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be so many. How many babies are being born already?
5: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But Actually, Real Presence Radio, all of the staff, especially Brandon and Mike and Eli, everyone, just thank you so much for all of the promotional ads that you've been running over and over again with the drop-off locations for our largest baby shower. We cannot thank you enough. Father Justin, Father Josh, you're awesome. (laughs) Um, And you already know that, but we'll tell you that. And (laughs)
3: all for Jesus, all
5: for Jesus, all for Jesus. And for all of the communities who've just embraced, every time I made a phone call, it's like, yes, what can we do to help? What do you need? So, about a week ago, I was making a a trip to New Salem and Wilton and Washburn, Underwood, uh, Glen Allen, Heber, and you name it, Flasher, Carson, uh, Elgin, New Leipzig, just What can we do? And next year, I think what we'd really like to do is maybe do like a little uh, promotion and contest of who dresses up their baby shower area the best or, or, you know, (laughs) because it's really been quite creative. And just want to thank all of you who've been so incredibly supportive. Of our mission, I've already picked up two loads from Cathedral alone, and 100 uh, no, 15 um, boxes of diapers yesterday from Legacy United Methodist. I mean, the the whole community has just been so supportive. I just
3: got to say, you know, getting back on the the theme of of Christ, you know, church doing something. You mentioned Real Presence Radio. You mentioned all these communities, obviously uh, Christian Catholic communities that are donating. Your first choice women's care center. You know, everyone, when when the church is working the way that it's supposed to be working, this is the beautiful stuff that comes from it, and it's a joy. I mean, we're having a great time right now promoting this thing. I'm learning all this stuff about children. (laughs) Who can't be happy about that? And so get involved in these things. If you're not involved in something out there, the joy that it's going to bring uh, to your life, to, to, to be a part of the First Choice Women's Care Center, to donate something to them, maybe be on the Sons of Thunder show. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you're going to be a radio host yourself. Who knows what Christ has planned for you. Uh, but his life-giving mission is so needed in the world we're living in right
2: now. We want to thank Donna and Val for coming in throughout January. You can help with this area's largest baby shower, sponsored by First Choice Women's Care Center and Real Presence Radio. Donate new baby items or gift cards for mothers to purchase for those items to the First Choice Women's Care Center, crib clubs located at Cashwise Foods, CHI, St. Alexis, and Catholic Churches in the Bismarck-Mandan area, including Ascension, Cathedral, St. Mary's, St. Anne's, Christ the King, St. Joseph's, my parish, and Spirit of Life, plus surrounding areas like Beulah, Flasher, Glenallen, Hazen, Hebron, Linton, Minocan, New Salem, Turtle Lake, Washburn, and Underwood. Boom! For more information, visit thefirstchoice.com. Thank you for your generous support. Well, thank you, Val and Donna,
3: for being on the show with us today. It's time for our first break of the morning, but stay with us because when we return to Real Presence Live, we've got an action-packed show, and I mean that. Action-packed. Action-packed. We will move from the baby shower to the March for Life. To a former Planned Parenthood director, you are going to want to get everybody on the air that you can. Damn that Planned Parenthood. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And we want to hear a lot from her. I'm sure she has a lot to tell us. And we'll hear from a bishop who was at the widely publicized January Retreat. Looking forward to that as well. All coming up right after the break, whether you're listening live or to the podcast or on Real Presence Radio Network at, we'll be coming right back with you, everyone, in just a little bit. Stay tuned because we have some amazing stuff coming your way.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Uniparo Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 795 People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at
2: 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com.
6: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on Real Presence Live, it's Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central.
1: You're addressing critical Catholic <coughs> issues in a
0: fun way. Straight Talk is your opportunity to share questions and comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening in the world around us with our local hosts and priests. My question
6: is... I have some questions about the
0: bishop. Very good questions. The
6: guidance.
0: Straight Talk, 9.30 to 10 Central, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Real Presence Live. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live.
1: Welcome back,
3: everybody, to our pro-life CHI on-site, Sons of Thunder Real Presence Radio Show. I'm Father Justin Walsh. And
2: I'm Father Josh Walsh. And we
3: are the Sons Sons of of Thunder. Thunder.
2: We're also joined by... I like, I like that. I like that. We should just let that roll. <laughs> let the thunder keep rolling.
3: We're joined with, uh, in studio here, Father Greg Luger, a good friend and guest. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Absolutely wonderful to have you on. And we have Dylan Stradling on his way right now with a group of pilgrims, which is part of a larger group of pilgrims that's heading to the March for Life. Dylan, how you doing, buddy?
1: Fantastic.
3: So we're going to kind of pick up here with the conversation we were just having off the air. Uh, Are you
2: driving right now? Uh, We're currently parked alongside the road. (laughs) (laughs) But you're on your way to the march. Yes.
3: What state are you in, Dylan? We are in Pennsylvania. Holy cow. I
2: I I talked to Father Dash yesterday, and he called me from Fargo. And then now everybody's in Pennsylvania. You
3: you were hauling down the road all night long, huh? Oh, yeah. So, Dylan, what year are you in school?
1: I'm a senior in high school.
3: Okay. For a second, when we were talking off the air, I thought you were one of the chaperones, but we (laughs) actually got... Are you an assistant chaplain out there?
1: Yeah, I'm an assistant chaplain.
3: Okay, awesome. Well, it's great to have you on, two former chaplains, one of uh, Bishop Ryan and Father Josh—is at St. Mary's way back in the day, man. So we're proud of the good work that you're doing. Uh, You're out at Trinity, correct? Yes. You there, Dylan? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you're Trinity High School? Yes. Okay, well, how many people are in your group? Tell us a little bit about what's going on out there.
1: Uh, There are 50 pilgrims. And well, we're just kind of driving right now.
3: <laughs> hey, it's sacrificial though to be on a charter bus for more than an hour. In my opinion, is uh, nothing short of purgatory. And you guys, how many hours from your start to arriving out of the march?
1: Um, that's a solid question. Uh, Give me
3: a guesstimate, man.
1: How many hours do you think we've been on here? Oh uh, probably we've been on this bus for like 24 hours now. Okay. And what do you got left? Um I would say about 5 to 6 hours left. So Woo-hoo!
2: okay, so we're gonna say 30 hours. Why what inspired you to go to this event to spend 30 hours on a bus to go out to Washington DC? That, that's
3: 30 hours without a shower, that's 30 hours without brushing oh, with geez. a lot of
1: stinky people, man. <laughs> Um, When I was a freshman in high school, in religion class, I was taught about abortion. I didn't really know like what exactly it was or how big of a deal it was. But when I learned about it, I got inspired and I wanted to make a difference. So this is my fourth year not going to the march, and I right on. I really want to make a difference.
3: So. When you're at the march itself, since you've been four times, can you give us just a little bit of a read or a little bit of an explanation of what's going on at the march and people your age? Because most people are going to say, you know, people your age uh, are are totally against Catholicism, are totally <coughs> against the teachings of the church, are not, you know, pro. They're not pro-life. They're predominantly pro-choice. And yet, when we get there, we see something totally different. So, kind of give us the landscape, Dylan, of what what's going on there, and the excitement, and the amount of people, and all that stuff.
1: Well, when we get there, there's a giant rally with usually a guest speaker. This year, I think it's Ben Shapiro, which will be pretty exciting. But there's Very a, there's cool. lots of youth there. I there's lots of youth. There's lots of a lot of people, and it you get super energetic and. You Feel like you're making a difference
2: when you're marching. Absolutely, yeah. I get. <clears throat> I remember when I went when I was in seminary, and just the sheer size of the march. I don't think people are really understand like how big this thing really is, and it keeps growing. I think as the political atmosphere keeps getting more and more crazy, I think more and more people uh, are starting to push uh, for this the the right to life, and even. Some politicians are kind of rallying around it, you know so it's it's if you've never if you've never been folks, you really need to experience it at some point it'll change it really will change your life
3: Our dad went last year was it the year before and, I think it was last uh, year dad's seventy. <laughs> Dad's an old hippie that uh, was marching in the streets probably for the wrong things back in the 60s. Rambling man. (laughs) Yeah, he said so. He got on the bus, went with the kids as a chaperone, and he came back so fired up. Um, I haven't seen him that fired up in a long time, so... Uh, all ages, all, you did, tremendous diversity. <laughs> Father Luger, did you do that when you were in high school at St. Mary's? I did not. I so did not had go to Latin seminary. Yet. Okay, but you did go in seminary, so yep. there's a lot of seminarians. Yes. I, yeah, it's amazing. I, I went to the Josephina in Columbus, Ohio, and we would always take a bus every year. So, you know what? A, what? A, what a tremendous mix of of young people. And yeah, what, what blows my mind every time I see it is that nobody televises this. <laughs> I mean it's you want to talk about fake news that exists out there right now and I mean even 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 the more conservative end of the news I mean they might address it as if it, oh it's this little thing and yet you get this tiny little group of whatever half the time you know that's rioting in places and all these little tiny or the women's
2: marches that aren't even
3: a quarter of the size and they get all this publicity but all these youth you know pushing upwards around a million sometimes and you can say what you want about president Trump But the man was at the thing last year. He's the first president ever to go for the March for Life and speak at the March for Life. And then it finally got some publicity. But I think if they actually, you know, advertised it the way it's supposed to be advertised and and people saw what was going on, you see that the general drift of the country is, especially of the the young people in the country, is not headed in uh, the pro-choice direction. As a matter of fact, with all of these deviations... And, and, and stuff that's frankly sinful and bad for humanity. If you do not keep up the constant narrative, ramming it down people's throats, then because of natural law, you know, we know murder is wrong. So until, until, we, if they don't keep that narrative up nonstop constantly, then eventually the drift goes way quicker the other way because people just simply start thinking, you know, in, in the right, in the right order. So, Dylan, uh, <clears throat> Excited! You got a group of fifty out there. Everybody, what? everybody, excited on the bus.
1: Oh yeah, everyone's excited. So, what are you guys? What
2: are you guys doing uh, besides the march? Do you have a. a you got to have other things you're doing, right?
1: Yeah, uh, we go tour the National Mall. Uh, we go to the Holocaust Museum, and we basically just go around DC before the march. Did you say the Holocaust Museum? Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's such a great way to tie in because I mean, you talk about. When life is is not respected, you go to the the Nazi Holocaust and you see that life is not respected. There's no dignity in human life, and you see the Holocaust that's happening right now. I mean, God God, God willing, we're going to have a Holocaust museum to the unborn. Dot, yeah, to the unborn. That's going to sit back and say, when this finally changes, we're going to say, what were we thinking? God. I can't imagine a society looking back and saying, yeah. who are these people? Like they're killing you.
3: their own kids. This, this, this folks, you want to hear. A staggering statistic: one point four billion recorded abortions globally. One point four billion. That is more than all of the wars and plagues and the holocaust. I mean, it's all of it combined. It's such an unbelievable number that it doesn't even encompass all of North and South America or all of Africa. I mean. It, it would be like waking up tomorrow and found finding out that, like, all of North and South America had gone to war and everybody was dead. So we need to pray. We need to march on the streets. We need to talk to our social groups and communities. We need to support CHI, you know, that's a pro-life hospital. We need to support First Choice Women's Clinics and these things like it. Drop off your donated stuff. Join together as a church and conquer this great evil. Dylan, event.
2: we want to thank you for joining us. Good luck. Have a fun time and safe travels. Everybody, you're with you. Real Presence Live. We want to thank CHI for letting us host here in studio. Not in studio. In hospital. In hospital. In hospital. And uh, we're moving on to our next segment, Straight Talk. With the brothers. brothers.
3: Okay. So you hear that dial tone. It's time to call in one 877 795 Zero one two two. Write that number down. That's one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. This is your opportunity to call the brothers and and talk de, it and the Luger <laughs> and the Luga of the Father Luga that's on the show right now. You got three priests, folks. We don't uh, mind what you want to talk about. Matter of fact, if you don't agree with us, that's fine. We're happy to debate. Bring it on. on the show. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, but on the other end of it, uh, we are living in a time, obviously, that you know there are so <coughs> many hot topics. Big issues, especially dealing with the Catholic Church, our beliefs uh, in comparison to the world. People need clarifications on that, or they just need to get some steam uh, out and off their chest. And so, this is your opportunity to call in one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And we're kind of, I think it's safe to say, hosting a pro life show at a pro life hospital during the pro life month is we have all these people uh, heading out to the march, so if you want to talk pro-life or you want to talk any of the hot hot topic issues, uh, me and the Younger Thunder here are not <laughs> not afraid to uh, take on anything and discuss anything. Especially, I mean, the last couple of shows, we've really had some uh, really hot topic stuff. So that's one
2: Again, we want to thank CHI for letting us be here. And, and again, we're we're right in the middle of the largest uh, area baby shower. So if you'd like to come down to CHI, drop something off, donate, uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, also at Cash Wise and the surrounding parishes, uh, you can join us.
3: Yeah, come on down and make a donation. We'd love to just see stuff. Dropped off a pile of stuff. Dropped off right here in the lobby of CHI. Uh, we'd love to have a whole gathering come down if you're, you know, not doing anything, <laughs> Dad. If you're drinking coffee out there, come on down to CHI lobby. Sons of Thunder, He's a
2: dance, South <laughs> Dance, South Guaranteed. Dance. There's, there's always a
3: gathering in South Dance. One eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Pick up that phone, everybody, and let's get the conversation going on. Straight talk with <laughs> the, the brothers. brothers.
2: I kind of want to just, you know go back to what we were talking about uh with the march for life and why it isn't publicized absolutely i think you know if if we look you know we we've said this narrative over and over and over again we're going to beat it into your brains and tell you guys you know or you know get it into your bones the fact that everything in this country is driven by money money that's exactly
3: absolutely exactly
2: and that and and anything will be sacrificed for the almighty dollar.
3: I can remember, a, well, this is probably about five years ago now, but I was giving a talk at Our Lady of Grace up in Minot, and God rest this man's soul. He was a, a Jewish convert to Catholicism and had been an OBGYN uh, for, I, I don't know, like 35, 40 years. Huge man, big burly man, big deep voice. and I had given uh, all of my uh, uh, discourse on, on life, and he stood up at the end, and I was talking about Dr. George Tiller. And if you remember Tiller, Tiller the baby killer, he was did 60,000-plus partial birth abortions, which I don't dare to get into even on the radio because the graphic end of it, but let's just say they're demonic. And somebody shot him in his Lutheran church in the back of the head one Sunday. I'm not advocating that either, for the record. <laughs> God rest his yeah, soul, may the mercy of God be upon him. But, uh I was talking about how, you know, he did this for women's rights. And he stood up and this this physician, you know, you hate to have a physician disagree with you because I'm not a physician. And so he's like, I completely disagree with your father. And I'm like, oh, no, where is this going? I'm like, well, what would you say, sir? And he's like, the man didn't do it for women's rights. He did it for money. He was just a... Pig for money, <laughs> and then he went on to discourse that the, he was worth like something like three hundred and fifty million dollars. Where did this happen, uh, Doctor George? Ch- I don't know where he was <laughs> from, but it just Wichita, goes to show Kansas. that he was making. Where was it, Father Luger? Wichita, Kansas. Thank you. That's why we have you on the show today. <laughs> Doesn't he have a great voice? Everybody is like our Mr. Radio. Leap, roar <laughs> room. <laughs> But anyway, I mean they are making money off this. So don't don't kid yourself. Let's go to a
2: question. Yeah, speaking you were talking about the demonic, right? We have Sharon from Jamestown on the phone. Sharon, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Hi Sharon, thanks, thanks for calling in. Yeah, we can hear you just <laughs> well, fine. What's you your question? Most, well, I have
6: a um I I'm not going to pray in tongues in Jesus holy name. I'm going to speak in English. <clears throat> Thank you for what you said about the museum. I have been to the Holocaust Museum, and I'm a friend of Terry Beatley. Do you know Terry Beatley that wrote the book about Bernard? Uh, No, no, no. What uh, if we were wrong? Oh, maybe, yeah. Anyway, okay, I've been in this battle for a long time. I had a letter signed from Conrad, our used-to-be senator, that he would co-sponsor the bill to end the partial birth abortion. And took it to Santorum's office. Blah 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 blah. But what I want to say is, in Jesus' holy name, that that there will be a monument to the babies at the. Have you been to D.C.? You've been to the Senate Building on the corner across from the the Senate Building, Second Street Northwest, is the offices for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Okay. They have a monument there to all the different men who and women who have died in all of our foreign wars. And we have been yeah, there no, like, for I like, years.
2: I like the I like idea. There will the be idea. a
6: monument there. There will be a monument there because the greatest foreign war we've ever had is with the demonic in killing the baby.
2: I agree with you 100%, Sharon. You know, uh, it it would be great to have uh, some kind of monument to the unborn, especially in our nation's capital, um, and to end this war. (laughs) I'll
3: I'll tell you what, it would be interesting to see if, you know, someone who was a person of means, so we have, you know, Catholic, uh, you know, very powerful, wealthy people out there, that they wanted to maybe bind together, I'm thinking like the Beckett Fund, that's a bunch of lawyers, and actually put up a monument in D.C., let's say they even own the land to do it. The legal war, I think, that one would face uh, would be very, very interesting because, mo- I mean, you've got monuments to all of these different thi- atrocities that have happened uh, in our nation's history. If you think of you know, some of the stuff, the slavery or the Civil War, World War One, World War II, uh, but if you actually tried to make that move where you were going to establish, frankly, anywhere in the United States, I've never even heard of one but a monument, a massive monument to the unborn children, and then put statistics on the bottom. Again, folks, I can't, I mean, if you're out there right now listening, 1.4 billion children have died this way. I mean, how many? how many physicians, how many popes, moms and dads, cures, heaven knows what have we missed uh because we ha- these these people have not been given an opportunity to live
2: Sharon thanks for the call we have Mark from Watford City Mark you on the phone Okay, okay. he did he did ask a question we we lost him but his, his question was is how how is contraception related to abortion which is a great question it's absolutely linked to abortion I actually had this thing that I taught my my kids and if you look like in the 1950s, right? The pill kind of comes into existence. It kind of becomes mainstream by 1960. You have the sexual revolution. Contraception is flowing everywhere. 1970s, right? <clears throat> you move into abortion because once you break the sexual act from babies, so you can have unity without procreation. Well, then everybody's just having unity. <laughs> there's absolutely no <clears throat> there's no procreation. And what happens then is Because contraception is not 100% effective, you have a lot more, because a lot more people are engaging in the sexual act, there's a lot more people that are getting pregnant, and they never wanted the kid to begin with. That's what contraception is, right? Contra-conception, right? Against conception. conception. They don't want it. And so abortion comes very quickly into existence. So, Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. Sorry we lost
3: you there, Mark. Uh, uh, (laughs) But welcome back. Yeah, I know.
1: But yeah, I think...
2: uh, I think you're 100% accurate, you know, that the contraception is definitely related to abortion. In fact, a lot of contraceptives that are, are abortifacients.
3: Right, exactly. So the and you know the physician could speak better to this, but my understanding of it is that it, on this the secondary mechanism is that it thins the uterine lining in which the child can implant. So we Effectively. Back, yeah, so we say, well, okay, you know, there's a conception. Why doesn't the government define these drugs such as the pill, plan B, all of them this way? And the answer is because the U.S. government doesn't define pregnancy until you have implantation in the uterus. So if it's something that's preventing the zygote from implanting in the uterus, or the embryo implanting in the uterus, we don't have to call it that. So once again, this is all about money. Okay? You got Pfizer and Lilly marketing these contraceptives, and they are making billions of dollars. And I, the amount of uh, you know, health problems, and you know, again, we'll leave this deeper discussion to the physicians out there if we ever get around to it in the medical field. But the real problem is, is that just like tobacco was in, in, the, in the 1950s, big tobacco knew that their garbage caused cancer. And they didn't care, so they just kept pumping cigarettes into the community, banking the money for further lawsuits, and in the end, they made a profit, and they still paid out lots of money, but they still made a larger profit than not, had they not gone the route that they did. And I'm convinced that the pharmaceutical companies right now in the United States are doing the exact same thing. So hopefully, before I die, Mark, uh, you know the, the truth about this stuff comes out, and that's really what's going on with all of it. If you really look at the narratives that have been crafted around abortion have been crafted around the sexual revolution, really is what it is at the end of the day, but are crafted around uh, the contraceptive mentality, that there is an underlying truth uh, that, that needs to emerge about humanity and these areas that has been covered up in the narratives about these things with a lie. I remember Father uh, Greg Sussman out in Fargo. What's up, Father Greg, if you're listening? Hopefully I get this story right. But he had known a priest who was a missionary worker to a can- cannibalistic tribe. And he, it was fascinating, he said he was telling them all about it, and, and he said the way they converted them is that the, tribe, the one tribe that was eating the other tribe literally believed that the other tribe wasn't fully human. Well, once they convinced them that they were fully human, then they stopped that behavior because that was unacceptable. Same thing with the Nazi concentration camps. The first thing that Hitler did was to take away pets and bikes and everybody's like well what's he doing well then they started writing these medical discourses about dehumanizing. how dehumanizing the Jewish people so then once they weren't human they could do whatever they wanted well what did we do starting with Roe versus Wade we started saying well that's not a baby inside the womb well now we got medical technology that it's like come on really if that if it, i don't if that's not a child you know what is a child and so Uh, We know it's a child and now it's it's shifted from that uh, just to simply it's your choice right as to whether or not uh, you want to enter into that into an abortion or not. So what we need to do is convince the world once again. Uh, that we're killing humans, and that we have killed humans. But there's just so much at stake.
2: Thanks, Mark, for your question. Again, the call number, 877 uh, 795 We have Susie from Gillette, Wyoming. Beautiful Wyoming. Oh, I
6: love Wyoming,
2: one, Susie. Of my, one of my favorite states. Are you there?
6: Yes, I am. Good morning,
5: Father. Um, Good I'd like morning. <laughs>
6: I'd like to comment on the... Segment with the young man going to the March for Life. You were correct in saying that our commercial media does not report on it, even though there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people there. But yet, you can watch everything on EWTN. They will do the whole March for Life on the 22nd, and then they have the Mass the evening before from the Basilica. And it's just wonderful that they do that.
3: It is beautiful. I have a theory on this, Susie, and the theory is this that because like when we say let's just let's just talk national statistics, that's where you know seventy plus million abortions in the United States of America. And so we can just assume that there's roughly about seventy million women and men and men, let's be honest, it affects men as well, that have been uh, seriously spiritually wounded. Uh, by 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 having the actual abortion, and so before I go on, we, we want to make very sure, especially as Catholic priests, that if you're someone that's been involved in an abortion in any way, Jesus wants to heal you, Jesus wants to forgive you, and His loving mercy waits for you in the confessional, uh, and 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 we we want you back in the church. But my suspicion is this: that there, because there are that many people that have been negatively affected by it, that it's the one thing that nobody wants to talk about. It's the elephant in the room. So you got this huge march, hundreds of thousands of people, the new direction right. of the country, youth are present there, but nobody wants... It's almost like, you know, talking about, you know, the, the funeral of someone that just happened, and it's just too sensitive. And so even the conservative networks are saying, gosh, we could have a really negative backlash from that. There may even be women in the conservative networks that are pushing back, saying, let's yeah. not cover it at all, because they just don't... They, they don't, want to, they don't want to have to address maybe the pain that they feel inside. I used to have a bumper sticker in my car that said, I survived Roe v. Wade. And the amount of times I would get the middle finger from some woman that drove by me, and I, I, every time I'd pray for her, I'd think to myself, I bet you that woman had an abortion. Because it goes one of two ways. They're either the greatest advocates uh, for pro-choice, because they're trying to defend what they've already done, and/or they're the, they're they're also the, the the warriors against it, because they've been healed by Jesus and they they know how evil the thing actually is.
2: Yeah. So thanks, Susie. We appreciate the uh, the question. The march uh, is also carried on Real Presence Radio with live local interviews from D.C. with marchers during the breaks from 8:30 to 11:30 a.m. So remember, at least we have some coverage of the march. Father Greg, why don't you weigh in on everything we've been talking about?
7: Yeah, I, the the March for Life for me was a very powerful experience. The first time I went, uh, I was actually a deacon, uh, just a few months away from ordination, and I was there with just a few young people from our parish. Uh, we actually met a few of the people that you just mentioned, Father Justin, uh, women who had had an abortion, and were the strongest advocates against it, and. One very powerful witness that I saw was this, was this woman who worked for National Right to Life. And she told us of her own experience and all the different factors that led her to an abortion. I want to make this point. Is one thing that you can't underestimate is the influence of fathers on this issue. Hmm. As she said that 80% of all women will follow the desire of whatever the father of the child wants regardless of her own personal beliefs she said with her two abortions uh, one it was pressured by the parents the other she perceived that the father wanted it even though she herself didn't and she also went on to say just uh, to confirm what you said Father Justin that (coughs) many of these women who are so vitriolic about the pro-life stance well the reason for that is they're trying to quell their own conscience and they try to keep abortion legal to try and tell themselves it's okay. The
3: pro-choice stance.
7: Yes. Exactly. I even think I think it was Fulton Sheen, right,
2: that said he was he was meeting with this lady on an airplane and he was trying to give her religious instruction and she's just at one point she's like I will never go to confession and then he's like my dear lady, like your response to my my instruction is just so unmerited. When did you have an abortion? Right. And she just broke down crying, and that was it. You know, because yeah. when you do have just this, I've found that too. You know, they're hurting so badly to even bring it up. Is it just? it's like it's like sticking a you know a knife right into the wound.
3: And yet, the mercy of God in the sacrament of reconciliation is so profoundly <laughs> healing. Everyone, that if you are one of these people, please, 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 please bring it into the sacrament of reconciliation and feel God's loving mercy, love all of that away. And heal your heart of this great evil that has been done to you. Right. I'm going to say it: it has been done to you by a demonic underculture that exists right now throughout the entire world that is is devouring people, folks. We're on Straight Talk with the brothers. brothers. We want you to call in one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two. Real Presence Live, Sons of Thunder segment. We are live at CHI here in Bismarck. Uh, we got a small crowd gathering uh, over to my right. I, we invite <laughs> you to come on down. We've got donuts and coffee. Please bring your donation down for uh, for the the what is it, Area's the Area's largest. They're just baby shower, shower for any of that. All of those. Uh, items are going to women who have cho- are choosing life in this beautiful first choice clinic that's supporting that choice and loving them during their pregnancy uh, and bringing them. Remember, uh, drop
2: off points all over the Bismarck Mandan area, the, the local parishes, Cash Wise Food, C H I,
3: one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We've had a few questions, but we want you to call in right now. This is your opportunity to really discuss. Really, any issue that you want to, but we're basically right now kind of honed in uh, on the culture of life versus the culture of. De- I don't even like calling it pro-choice. John Paul II, the Magnificent,
2: he uh, ran the narrative. He had the right narrative, and
3: he knew how to run a narrative. I mean, it was constantly <laughs> like, no, this is the pro-death culture of death, you know. And so we were all talking like that back in back in the day. And if if I've learned anything. Uh, You know, as a priest, I've learned a lot of things as a priest in the last 10 years, but all you got to do is watch the way that networking happens in our country right now. There are think tanks and entire companies devoted to getting the narrative right, to get us to use the proper language, or at least what they want us to use. Uh, so that we believe whatever they want us to believe. I mean, you see it all over the political world, but it's all over the commercial advertising world. And so, as a church, we got to get this right. And so, when people are like, "I'm pro-choice," just interrupt them and say, "No, you're pro-culture at death. This is murder that you're supporting." Uh, and you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. It's your right as an American. But we're going to call a spade a spade, and we're going to call it what it is, because this is this is a life from. Uh, from conception till natural death. and and we have so many things that are profiting. remember, it's all cash that are profiting, you know hugely. Off of this stuff and they are running this narrative in the background and good people are buying into the garbage because it's an ideological platform that they're just kind of getting swept away with and it's all about money it's not about all these things that they say it is it's about profit it's like everything else in this country right? and
2: I, I mean you, you need to be bold I remember when I was at chaplain at St. Mary's High School we had this uh, and it was a former NFL wide receiver his name was Chris Horn
4: yes, he played for, the, story.
2: Play, played for the Cardinals and, uh, he, he took a, a beating in the locker room constantly because he was always, you know, standing up for his faith. And he said, one, he told his story one time, this lineman came into the locker room and he was just all, you know, up in arms and just mad and angry and hitting the locker. And he's like, man, what is going on? And he's like, I just found out my girlfriend's pregnant. And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, well, you know, that's kind of cool. You're going to be a dad. And he's like, no way, man. He's like, I'm getting a, she's going to have an abortion. I'm going to make her have an abortion. And Chris said at that point, he was just like, I just, just prayed a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit. And I said, you can't do that. And he said, why? Why can't I? And he's like, because, like, when, when's it a baby? And this, this big Lyman's like, uh, like when it's born? And he's like, well, what about the day before? And he's like, man, I can't have an abortion. That's a baby. You know, so, like, it was, it was that simple. It was that simple. Just a simple little argument. And I'm so sick of getting stuff just shoved down our throat from the political, you know, left, machine. right, whatever. Like, Catholicism is a fighting religion. Yeah, and I'll we tell you are wh- meant to
3: be in the public sphere, and we got to get out there and do it. I'll tell you where we need to start fighting. We need to start excommunicating people right and left. If you are a politician <coughs> out there and you're supporting Let's his-
2: start with Father Luger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's like you can't right vote now.
3: for this stuff, and you can't stand up and publicly support it <coughs> and then come up and receive Holy Communion. It's a total scandal, and we need to have some, you know...
1: Backbone, Gravi, gravitas.
3: Gravitas, some backbone here that says, you know what, if that's the way you want to act in the kingdom of God, well,
2: we're just going to push you right out of the and, kingdom of God and, for your own salvation. And the, this is the other thing. The Catholic Church used to form the culture. Now the culture is forming the church. Exactly. Like, what happened that this like where did we lose it it was somewhere in the 60s 70s 80s 90s i don't know exactly but it was somewhere in about that 40 year period that things just fell apart and people quit standing up and then they get you get politically correct
3: sleeping giant everyone There are 67 million Catholics in this country, and if every single one, and that doesn't even include our Protestant brothers and sisters.
2: 60 million to vote a president in. If we
3: all just simply believed and practiced the faith that we live, or that we claim to believe in, this thing is a sleeping giant that if if it ever awakens, will change the cultural tide overnight. But we are complacent. It's like we were on the island. Where, where did Ulysses go? He's eating the lotus flower, and he wakes up like 10 years later, and it's like, man, I've been, oh on, yeah, been right. on the island for 10 years, and I didn't even know it, right? And so, you know, why we wouldn't want to live this is beyond me. As it's, it's, many of the saints say, the only reason Jesus, Jesus isn't loved and believed in like he should be is that nobody knows him. And I would say the same thing about the church right now. Nobody knows what we've got. I mean, anybody that I talk to that actually knows the faith and lives the faith is like, why would I ever want to do anything else with my life? And I'm one of them. Trust me, I've been on the other end years ago before my conversion that led me into seminary. And I thank God every day of my life that I'm a priest, I'm a Catholic priest, that I believe and live what we have. And I try to passionately share that with others because well, it's a fire that burns in our hearts. If we're,
2: if we're honest, religion right now is politics that is i mean for the for the bulk of the united states they're not they're not voting with their con they're not voting with their conscience they're voting on what their political party their political agenda what helps them most i think you know the focus of the the united states right now is so self-centered you yep. it's so self-focused it's what can i get and, and the church has never asked that. Jesus never asked that. Like, Christianity is founded on, what can I give? What can I do? How can I do something, lay down my life to change the culture? And that's where, yeah, it's a sleeping giant. And yet people are... Wake up!
3: Are, yeah, get up, everybody! <laughs> get up right now! People are happy when they live this stuff. I mean, everybody is looking for a meaning right now in their life. We've got a nice wave. We've got a small group of people gathering. <laughs>
2: so anyway, It might so be we're, because we're loud and yelling <laughs> and
3: screaming about We're going to get yelled at because the babies are <clears throat> being woken up right now. <laughs> but, but people want to give their life to something. I mean, the emptiness of giving your life to politics. I don't know about you. I like news as much as anybody. I've got really kind of like... You know, shut it off recently had it. because had it. It's just this, you know, mar- it's a Charlie Brown teacher, wah, 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 <laughs> You know, going on and on, and it's just totally flat and meaningless, and leaves you empty. Versus, like, you know, sit down with the gospel every now and then, come to mass, uh, you know, go to confession regularly, another- and then get get it, get it on board with some of this stuff and start doing something, and you will find meaning in your life—the meaning that you're looking for.
2: Yeah, th- another Fulton Sheen comment. I love that, dude. He's like my favorite. He said, people are not unhappy because they're not loved. They're unhappy because they don't love. Yeah. Like that, it's, it's not about, again, it's not about what you get. It's about what you give. I was always amazed at that. And I'd take the kids down to Guatemala, and we'd get down there, and they paid, you know, like $2,000 to go down and help all these poor people. And b- by the time they got back, they were like, Father, like, I got so much more than I paid for. Like, I, all I gave them was a house. They gave me, the, like, the meaning of life. But that's the problem. People never, you remember when we went to Africa mm-hmm. and we were doing mission work. At the end, we did a safari. <clears throat> so we took two God days.
3: Yeah, that's right. I we did a safari
2: going. and we were, we were eating at this, like, you know, there was this little kind of resort area. And this guy was talking to, I remember hearing him and he was like, you know, I, he's like, they always say Africa's so poor. He's like, I didn't see any poverty. He's like, and you know, I turn around, I'm like, sir, how did you, did, did you not, <laughs> where, where, have you been, sir? Did you not see the three million person shanty town outside of Nairobi? Yeah. And he's like, well, I took a helicopter here, and I'm like, oh, how, how nice, how nice that is. So just kind of fly over the poor people, you right, know. Right,
3: right. Well, then you remember, right? So we, we had seen like every cat possible in the in the park, <laughs> and this guy is like just beside himself upset with the driver whining like you can't imagine because we hadn't seen a leopard right I'm like dude who cares man like you've seen every other cat in the entire but when you become that person
2: you deserve it you think you deserve it
3: and you turn into a black hole I, I think that there's tons of symbolism out in in in, in uh, all of creation in the universe if you think of like a blue giant you know they're like what trillions of light years away and we can see it because it's radiating outside of itself and it's giving power and light to all Energy. around it. Versus a black hole that no matter what you put into that thing, it crushes it down to nothing, and it just absorbs, you know, every, every, every single thing around it. And, I mean, if you think about, like, human spirits, we meet people that are the black holes, and we meet people that are, like, radiating huge megaton blue giants, right? And what do you want to be? And I hope your answer and, right now is I want to be a blue giant. And that the means, black
2: hole sucks you in. Right. So when you meet them, they pull you into that crap.
3: Right, exactly. So you're going to be sucked in for all eternity if you're not careful with it. But so what you want to do is get outside of yourself, get involved with the cause, get weird, and get Catholic, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what the saints did. They got real crazy Catholic, and that's what we need right now in the culture. You know, good, normal people that are doing crazy, wild stuff that, that everybody, everybody wants to be with.
2: I do want to say one thing. I agree with you 100%. However... 99% of the time, if you meet a woman that is like vir- viciously pro choice there's 99% chance she had an abortion, and you have to remember that while you're arguing. And because, pray against it. And you're Yeah, and as you're talking, maybe, you know, debating, you're praying internally, you know, come Holy Spirit, give me the words I need to say to not only ch- challenge this woman, but also to gently bring her back because she has been hurt. There are so many women right now, trust me, we're priests, all three of us. There are so many women right now that have been so hurt. By so many different variables, right. that this this pro feminist stuff is the biggest load of garbage. All it's doing, you know, it's not it's, it's not raising women. It's not raising women up. It's dro- I mean, their dignity's dropping daily. Yeah. Uh, amen. <clears throat> and we amen. need to, we need to fix that. Real so.
3: feminism is beautiful, and it's much different than what the call- than what the culture has. That's it for our segment of Gibraltar <laughs> But we got straight talk all the time. Thank you to the Holy Spirit for guiding our conversations today and all those who ask the questions. Straight talk happens every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 930 to 10 Central or submit your questions anytime through Facebook page. We're going to step away for a couple of minutes for a break but coming up at the beginning of the next hour is the big one. We've got a former director of Planned Parenthood and later a bishop from our listening area and so much more. We will return in just a little bit. God bless. ¡Gracias!